There's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? Damon's getting a little hot. Dan already got a little hot. Take the hats off. So, you got anything else? No, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. All right. Well, without further ado, All folks, right, I'll take that back. I have oh, plenty. I have plenty. It's just with our guests. Okay. Okay, good. Well, our guest is widely known around the Indianapolis area and further. Uh, he is the host of Breakfast with Kit. He is the host of Sports Nothing But Sports, and he is an Indianapolis sports media icon, Mr. Kent Sterling. Kent, how we doing tonight? Doing good, Damon. Ah, Damon, geez. We're rookies, obviously. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys doing? Good, doing good. Awesome. Don't worry about us having headphones. That's just so we can hear yeah. the sound from here, so you're good. I'm going to take them off because I was a little hot right now. Yeah. He was a little stuffy He's right hot now. Hot and bothers the shot. <laughs> right? That's what it was. <laughs> so, Kent, uh, to all our fans, give us a little background of, of, you know, what you've done over the past years. You know, you've been in this game for how long now? Well, it, it, including management, a long time. Like, I moved here in 1993 and worked at WIBC for, like, 14 years as the uh, assistant program director and then became the program director at 1070 The Fan when we launched. Okay. And so I put together that station, which in most respects is still really very similar to what it was. And then also became the program director at WIBC. Okay. Uh, my boss passed away, uh, Tom Severino, who's a great dude. He was replaced by a guy who wanted to bring in all his like guys, his managers. And so we were all kind of kicked to the curb. And I decided then, you know what, it wasn't management I got into this for. It was about talking and, and talking about sports. So I've been doing that for the most part since. Okay, cool. All right. And you like the Indianapolis area, obviously. I love Indianapolis. Okay. Indianapolis is like if you take all the crap out of Chicago mm -hmm. and, and some of the great stuff out of Chicago, too, you got Indianapolis. The people are really genuinely nice. Yeah. That's a great thing. I think you define a city by its people, and Indianapolis is defined by its people very, very positively to me. Uh, this is where my friends are. I went to school at Indiana, mm -hmm. so you know I'm an hour down the road from going back to Bloomington. And, and so, being from IU, how did it feel putting that Kentucky uh, uh, jacket on? I believe was, was it no a jacket good. or no good. No good. <laughs> but my son married a Kentucky graduate, and okay. so that, that, that's a you know kind of a bone of contention within the family. And Chris is a wonderful person, and we love her. Except uh, for that trait. Well, you know, she's not like a hardcore. I mean, it's not like she's, you know, like, oh, John Wall, yay, still. Right. You know what I mean? She enjoyed her time at Kentucky. I think with every day that passes, she realizes her mistake and that, has finally great. come to her senses. That is so, great. No well, forcing but, on it by the in-laws at all, right? No, 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 no. I no, would no, say no. you're better than me because none of my children can ever talk or just have any kind of – reaction interaction with anybody from osu yeah, see, he is it. he is a true it. go blue guy so good I, I will disown you i mean my daughter can get a full ride scholarship and i'm gonna talk to her for four years there is nothing more <laughs> obnoxious than an ohio state fan with all the the crap and the uh -huh. oh 
Hi, uh, all that. Oh, they just they do that to remember how to spell their state. That's it. Phonics work for me. It breaks my heart that Chris Holtman and that whole staff from Butler went over there because I love those guys. They're terrific people. Mike Schrage got the job at Elon, so he's gone. But I love Holt, and uh, to think that I got to root for Ohio State somehow (laughs) or another is just is appalling to me. Right. What Michigan though? Uh, Although with Michigan, you got Harbaugh. And yep. who likes Harbaugh? Nobody likes Harbaugh. Right. I like Harbaugh. Oh, Harbaugh. One of us here. <laughs> Harbaugh, Harbaugh's an asshat. I want to take a crowbar and get his name off the Ring of Honor up the street at Lucas. You know, Hall a lot Stadium. of people are starting to petition that, aren't they? Well, I hope so. I mean, what's wrong with Captain Comeback? <laughs> the guy played here for four years. He started 46 games. His record as a starting quarterback here was 20 and 26. And you want his ass in the ring of honor? Really? Is that <laughs> I it? I like it. I like it. So, okay, let me. And, that and, leads to so a real can quick. Can we take oh, Jeff okay. George out too? He's not in the ring of honor. Yeah, yes. he's not in there. Awesome. No. He's not in there. Okay, <laughs> and I'm good with it. I'm so, good with it. It's a trick question. How do you feel that when, if you're a college team, uh, a college fan, so say IU had somebody, you know, real good from, let's just stick with football on this, go to the Patriots or something, do you still root for them? Or do you, root for, do you root for the team or do you root for the you know, individual? I mean, here's the thing. is As you get to know guys, you root for the individuals. Okay. My, my son played high school basketball, summer basketball, and then went to college and played at Loyola of Chicago. Okay. And the guys that he played in the summer with, Matt Howard, these are two of them, Matt Howard and Zach Hahn played at Butler. And they were in the same conference as Loyola at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, I still rooted for Matt and Zach. Even but though they did were you want them to win, team. though? No, want them to have a well, good game. You want them to have moves. a good game, right. I rooted for people. I, what I really rooted for, and maybe this makes me a bad guy, is I rooted for a lopsided score in either direction because that meant my kid got to play. <laughs> Post games, Ryan didn't play a lot. But like blowouts, especially here at Hinkle, uh-huh. he'd get in, and it was fun to watch him play. So I really didn't care who won the game. What I cared about is Ryan's minutes. Yeah, I was gotcha. that kind of parent. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Okay. That's, I mean, that shows where your love goes, obviously, and right. that's good. I mean, right. you know, you got a lot of people out here that forget what and, that is. You know, another guy who played summer with my son was a guy named Juwan Johnson, who was a Big Ten player of the year back okay. in 2011. Great kid. I love Juwan. And just because I'm from Indiana, and for the most part, like as a rule, root against Butler, Purdue, I still love Juwan. Wanted him to do great, and he did. Matt Painter was great with Juwan, and mm-hmm. Robbie Hummel was a good kid from that class. And uh, so, you know, it does become about the people. You root for them or you root against them. Right. Like all of Indianapolis against Tom Brady and right. everybody for um, Peyton Manning, especially – when they had the yeah. Denver Broncos half jersey with the Colts half jersey, it made no sense to me because I'm a diehard Philly fan in, in football, Eagles yeah. fan, all day long. I root for the Colts, and I want to see our team go do good unless they're playing the Eagles, and then I'm rooting for the Eagles. So There is something about that heritage, but I'll tell you, like I'm from Chicago originally, uh-huh. so I grew up a Bears fan. But I hate Bears fans when they come to Indianapolis. You know, they yeah. are awful people. Yeah. They're drunk. They're obnoxious. They get a little bit violent. They yeah. remind me of all the stuff that I hate about Chicago when they come here. So I've completely disenfranchised myself from the Bears. I'll root only for the Colts. <laughs> well, I'm a Steeler guy. And I will, I will root for anybody who plays for the Steelers, even if they went for their school in Ohio. Brian Shazier. <laughs> I still root for him. 
But if you leave the Steelers, you are nothing to me. <laughs> dead. dead. <laughs> You're dead in the water. Done. <laughs> Done. Hands washed. But I do, I do root um, for all Michigan players in the league. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah I, like to see them. Them, yeah, I like to see them do well, you know, so because they who I root for for, you know, at least two years at the University of Michigan. So I'll still cheer for them. I like to see them do well in the league. But I love to see them when they go to the Steelers because that makes it a double whammy. The Steelers are just tough, right? I mean, that's their thing. I mean, Mike Tomlin's a tough coach. It's a tough team. We, even when they bring wing nuts into the Steelers, it seems like that culture kind of, they embody that culture until they decide they just don't want to, they flat out mm-hmm. don't want to play there anymore. Mm-hmm. And we've had some of that. Right? We won't charge you a quarter for the jar if you want to drop the bomb. It, well, it almost <laughs> came out. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. You know I mean? It's a, it's a culture there. It's a concept, same way that you have in New England. You know, this right. is the way that we do things. Either you fit into it or you don't. Yep. You know, I mean, we're not going to change. I mean, there's something to be said for having three coaches in 50 years. Oh, you know I mean, there's something to be said in those 50 years only having four losing seasons and not back to back. You know what I mean? So, you I know, mean, what's amazing it, about that to me is that the Steelers with Noel Cowher and Tomlin and then the Patriots with Belichick for, you know, the last 20 years. Why don't other franchises emulate that form? You know, go out, get the guy they want, mm-hmm. and ride that horse until that guy doesn't want to coach anymore. I, I just yep. don't understand. Those two really, mm-hmm. really successful organizations, franchises, whose success has really transcended generations, mm-hmm. and nobody does it their way. I just don't get it. Well, I know nowadays, especially in the college game, it's like you're going to get two years. If you can't do something in two years, they'll sign them for five, but they only give them like two, maybe three I mean, it sucks more in the college game than in the pro game. Because in the college game, you have a system as a coach. Mm -hmm. And if you bring a coach in, that coach is coaching the players from somebody else's system. You have Mm -hmm. to give him time to cycle his players into that system. Well, isn't that why they recruit who they recruit? Is because they want them to fit in that system? Right, exactly. So you have to give that new coach coming in at least those four years, right. I would mm-hmm. say four to five years to filter your guys in and then see what you can right. do. How about you know, Brady Hoke? At what point did you say, okay, Brady Hoke's got to go? Um, uh, game one. Game one. <laughs> <laughs> spring, spring practice. So it wasn't four Signing day. Brady, no, was no, no. Or Rich. Or Rich. <laughs> no. That we saw that immediately. Oh, man. You know, Appalachian State. That's all I need <laughs> right? to say. That's it. <laughs> yeah, wow, man. But I don't know. Um, I can't, I'm a Notre Dame fan when it comes to football. So, and before you judge me for that, because a lot of people no, no. straight judge Notre Dame fans, I'm not one of those Notre Dame fans that is not a realistic thinker. And, and you know, because Notre Dame, I'm going to go low on this. 80% of Notre Dame's fan base is still has a big head in this state, especially. Am I wrong? No, no, absolutely. You said a low percentage. Yeah, I'm a low percentage. <laughs> you know what? It, really, the only same football fans I think in this state are Indiana fans. What we do is we go down, we enjoy a tailgate, we stay for the first half, we get the hell out of there, we go to Knicks, we play Sink the Biz, we have a great day, and it doesn't matter a damn who wins <laughs> right? or loses. We don't care. We don't have nights that are ruined 
because we because can't a win sleep or loss. after an Indiana loss. Yeah, or I, we'd never sleep. Right. I will say I've seen uh, three Michigan games down in Bloomington yeah. as of right now. What a great place to watch a football game. <laughs> Those guys do it. Hey, the keys and the first down, who's – man, they get into it even though they're losing half the time. Well, it was a great football game. I mean, that's why a lot of people is, I mean, when I was going to college and in high school looking at it, oh, IU, man, yeah, let's go party in Bloomington. Right. You know, we win the party. Exactly. That's all that matters. I think you were second to Cal Poly one year in a, in a Playboy uh, yeah. top ten. But yeah, man, I watched Playboy. I, I read Playboy you know, articles you back Playboy, in the day. Yeah, the I read channel. the articles. Does he yeah. still print it? You know, I don't think they do. I don't know. I'd have to look the next time I go to the liquor store. I don't know. I'd have to look for that. (laughs) Normally don't go down that aisle. (laughs) But, yeah, I went to my IU story. I think I went down the Little Five like three years in a row before I figured out it was a bike race. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) We used to to make – well, I'd have them made. When I worked at the radio state, when I worked at Emmis, I had the assistant program director for the music stations – make up credentials for us that we'd have laminated, go down to uh, the little 500. Mm-hmm. And this is 10 years ago or so. Just show them. We had gallon jugs of screwdrivers, showed them the credential, and they were like, oh, come right over here. And they said, and who's the orange juice for? We said, those are for the riders. They're for the Fiji team. They said, all right, come right in. And we had about 18 guys all carrying a couple of gallons of screwdrivers. And we go up and party our asses off. All there day you long. go. It was the greatest. The greatest. One of our guys, because on the credential, we put all access. Yeah. A guy walked across the track. The cop let him go. And he was the guy who, like a guy one, came off his bike. And the first guy whose hand he shook was Paulie Balst, a friend of mine from Chicago, with one of these idiotic credentials on it. But it, it worked, right? Had a guy the night before at Nick's say, hey, where'd you – because, we, you know, if you've got credentials like this, you wear them out. And uh, the guy goes, hey, how, how do I get one of those credentials? And I said, well, we, we donate a lot of money to the university. And he said, I donate a lot of money to the university. I said, we build buildings. And the guy just wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the he said we build buildings. <laughs> That's a little different. All right. So now, since we got a a professional sports guy, let's oh, talk yeah. some sports with two guys that talk sports in the garage. All right. So what's first up on the dot? Well, we were talking about this a little bit ago before you oh. came on, Ken. We're gonna bring up this Kentucky Derby deal oh, real my quick. God. I mean, that's all that everybody's talking about. They had, what, 22 minutes after the race yep. was finished with the, when yep. the horse crossed the line. It was 22 minutes later. They're still talking about this, trying to figure out who won, what do we do. You know, well, they knew who crossed first, but they didn't know who won. I want to hear your opinion on what happened, what transpired, and what's still going on. Well, I had money on the seven. Okay. So I'm skewed. Like, and that would have been the first derby ticket I cashed. Okay. Ever. So I was hot. I was not happy. <laughs> Number two, I hate replay in all its forms. Uh, I'm just anti-replay. Because you see so much. So well, much. Yeah. Of it. And, and it yeah. just doesn't really matter. Sports are supposed to be a diversion. We don't need to get, like, ultra accurate about everything. You've got a bunch of officials. They do their best. The hell with it. You Most of the time. with those decisions <laughs> and let's move on with the game. Right. Um, but it, I thought it was clear that the seven got spooked. 
started moving all over the place, clearly impeded the path of, who was it, 13. And so what are you going to do? I felt terrible for the stewards because I oh, thought I that too. they were in a damned if you do, damned if you don't oh, yeah. position. But the 20 never would have won that race anyway. If that's, not the the that's, that's not the question I asked you a minute ago, though. That had nothing to do with that's it. That's the point I'm trying to make. He was a fine, whiny little <laughs> b-boy. If you're about to win or you could have the potential win $3 million purse because you came in second and you know what he did was wrong, regardless if it, it infected you or not, why wouldn't you try to see – Man, here's, let me just see if I question. can get it. Here's my question. Isn't that what they got judges for? Well, that's what they did. They did their job. No. He went oh, over. No. He got on his little horse, and he rode up to the weed. He said, no. click, 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 click. <laughs> hey, he fouled them. No. See, there was obviously <laughs> obviously somebody made the call yeah, to the stewards him. to inquire. It. Him. And then they start talking to all the uh, the jockeys that were in it. So, obviously, it wasn't just the 20 horse jockey that said, yeah, he got up in the way. Somebody now, if started. you watch the video, if you watch the video, it clearly shows the one horse at that time, I believe it was, kicked the backside of the seven horse because he cut in front of him. And I was trying to explain to you a minute ago that in an Indy car, per se, they both would have ended up in the wall. Neither one of them would have won. But it's still the back person would have been pissed off as hell at that guy that came down on him. Here's my theory. Yeah. Put spikes on the horses and then oh, go shit. at it. <laughs> We're bringing it back. It's a chariot race. Ready. Let's go. Okay. More blood. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, did they make the right call? For the sport or not, because that's a big you know, question. That if it says. was a claiming race on a Thursday, there's no question that that's a decision that they'd make. But this is a derby, and, and people bet a lot of money mm -hmm. on that seven horse. Taking that seven horse down, am I going to be as enthusiastic about going to the winter, winter circle on Pennsylvania to, you know, drop some, uh, drop some dollars down and, and, you know, put money on a horse? Next year, probably not. Okay, so... Being in that horse racing sport itself is a gambling sport. Yeah. When they legalize gambling across all sports, is yep. that what we're going to have? Oh, you know what? That's part of the thing, isn't it? We're going to be hot. You're in, in fact, like you go to games at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, go to Pacers games, or go to Colts game at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. People are going to be betting on the results of individual plays. Mm -hmm. Half that place is going to be cheering for this. For the other team the or whatever, other. yeah. We're going to, yeah. It's going to be like being in a sports book, and you guys have been in a sports book. Mm -hmm. People are cheering all kinds of wacky mm -hmm. stuff that you don't – there's no sense of community at all None. in a sports book, and I think we're going to lose that. What are the unintended consequences of this sports gaming legalization thing, that uh, the bill that Holcomb signed into law today? is that our sense of community at a game is going to, over a period of time, kind of evaporate. I, I totally agree and with you on sad, that. And that's sad because that's is. one of the cool things about it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why everybody wants to play sports, especially when they're young, man. They, they, it's not homework. It's not I'm listening to mom and dad tell me to do chores. It's I'm playing a sport, right. and I'm playing with these guys, and I'm going to show them what I can do. And then once you evolve, it's like, okay, well, maybe I can make this a, you know, a career to a very fall, a small percentage. And, and now, we're not 
you know, we're not going to, well, I, we'll still wear jerseys, but it's not going to be about the result of the game as much as it is the result from a profit and loss standpoint to our betting, which, mm-hmm. which is just kind of vapid to me. It, 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 that's a sad outcome for this, but I do think it's going to be a lot of fun too. It's almost to the point where it looked like they're going to take the fan out of it anyway. Well, it's going it's going to end up looking like it did in the movies, where everybody's just at home yeah. and they're watching people do it on the screen, right? Or they're playing with the vision with the helmets on. Like you so, know, this is like the anything. new Coliseum and Roman times and yep. stuff. We all just watch it. It's all spectated. Yep, all spectated. You just bet on it. You're yeah. going to take the whole fun out of it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, this it's looking. I mean. You look at it now, they keep taking everything out. They keep raising the prices on everything. Yeah. Yes. You know I mean, the owner of the 20 I mean, horse did own, well, he owned another horse in that race, correct? The, the, the owner of the, the trainer or the owner of the 20. Sure. I think, I think the 20 owner or the, or, or trainer did have, yeah, there were another like Baffert horse. had three in the race, yeah. I know. And there and was Fletcher, I think, had multiples. two. Yeah. So, I mean, to answer your question, Sean, yeah. I mean, everybody knows where I stand. I mean, I think it was, I think it was the right call. I want my $100. <laughs> That's what I want. I just want my $100. I mean, like I was telling him earlier, the if thing. the 20 horse wasn't even in it, I would have hit the Superfecta for whatever that paid out. If the 20 horse was not in it, I would have hit whatever that paid wow. out for the 7, 13, 8, and 5. That the super perfecta with the 20 was like 50 some thousand forever money yeah, yeah. on that, a two dollar insane right yeah. I, I mean i'm I, i'm hot on that aspect but it was like to me for the sport itself they made the right call for what they were yeah what they were given it's a no-win scenario i'm waiting for some, some shit to come out of his mouth now. that's one quarter but no i don't have anything to say i don't because i just think it's I think it was a bitch move by because I I There's feel a quarter. I feel throw me one. I'm throwing you one. From back. all that I've read and all that I've seen, I feel that the twenty horse or people in the twenty horses camp ex, ex, um, excited that that video footage or whatever. Now, if the stewards or the judges, whoever is involved, makes that call off their assessment of it, I'm completely cool. With I don't it. even think they had it. I don't think us. Listening and watching, mm-hmm. even knew that maybe they did have something that they were going to talk to, but the inquiry or the objection came in from the horse already. So, okay, yeah. I don't know. All right, that's so, why we is unknown. Unknown, the unknown unknowns. Next, next. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, okay, let's jump in. Let's skip basketball because that can be a minute. Let's go <laughs> talk about the coach real quick. What, what did you take out of the draft moves? You know what? What they're doing is building a culture, and as you mm-hmm. talk to these guys, you can see it in their eyes. You know, you talk to Rocky Seen or uh, Paris Campbell or uh, who's the guy from Stanford, Bobby Okariki, uh, okay, yeah. right? Uh, ben uh, Banigou. These guys are clear-eyed. They're focused. They're adults in the room. They're, it, you know, wait – there are times when, as you go in as a media guy and you talk to players, whatever sport, you think, well, okay, I got to kind of, I got to ratchet back the question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if they're going to get it. Right. These guys are smarter than us. And that's a really good thing. You watch the tape, although, it, like, what do we watch? We watch highlight tape. 
it's like in basketball. Nobody misses a shot on a highlight reel. None of these right. guys are missing a tackle. Right. So we don't really know whether they can play. Mm-hmm. But from a, a, a size perspective, to fit their position, from how they graded out, from how they performed at the combine and at their pro day, they had a hell of a draft given what they had to work with, and oh, yeah. they stockpiled a two for next year. I love their draft. This is the second draft in a row where I thought that the Colts brought in men who were ready to compete. I love it. They're fast as hell. These linebackers, uh, that linebacker crew with Darius Leonard, and then you mm-hmm. go ahead and put Okariki back there or Banigou or uh, Anthony Walker. You got a fast group of linebackers who are going to play their asses off. Yeah. I love it. Hey, I'll, right now, just looking at what I've seen so far, I like the Colts as second in the. I mean, second in the AFC. Behind who? Behind New England. Okay, I thought he was going to say some crap about Steelers. No, you know no. what I'm saying? I mean, I got right now. I, I got. I know some you said three. For I say Steelers. three, four for the Steelers. There's some things I need to see. Yeah. Before I can jump them up, obviously you're going to get whatever you get out of Ben, but. The Colts, I like everything that they've done. Yeah, they haven't missed a beat. And making those extra misses with Andrew Luck for that year, Mm -hmm. how all of us were get rid of him, trade him, trash him. You know what I mean? He's never going to come back. Hey, foot in mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And I admitted it last year, foot in mouth. So I like the way this team goes. What what side were you on on that? Did you use Andrew Luck to to, to bring somebody in or keep him? I mean, you know, he's a generational quarterback. Yeah. And so you keep him and and you hope because you're not going to get – look at Sam Bradford was supposed to be kind of that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford is not that guy. Nothing. You know, you look at guys who've been taken number one overall as a quarterback. Look at RG3 as a two-pick in the 12th draft. He didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of guys, a litany of guys, where teams picked one and they picked the wrong guy. Yep. The Colts, they got it right. If that thing comes knits back, you're in business, and it did. So, you know, you well, win. Otherwise, I mean, you, you're just hope. Right, and here's the thing, too. When he got hurt that year, the Colts didn't have an offensive line for anything. Right. I mean, they, they're they rushing yards. I mean, yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, and now they got, what, Kelly, um, yeah. Uh, uh, they got Nelson, they Nelson. Got you, know, you got Smith, some big boys. Smith, they didn't up there. even think it was going to be a, a tackle when right. they drafted, and they thought he was going to play right guard. Yep. You know, you still got Costanzo. You've got Lewinsky, who graded out great. Yeah. And you're bringing all of those guys back, and then to most teach of the these guys young guys. Yeah. Hey, they got studs. They got studs. They're big. They run block. They pass block. Yep. They man. Is the AFC South? Smart. Is the AFC South theirs to lose? Definitely. You know what? That's a great question because I think everybody else is better. Like the mm-hmm. Jaguars are better. Jaguars were like, what, a minute and a half away from going to the Super Bowl a year and a half ago? And then they had a flop. You know, Tennessee is going to be better. I think that Houston is going to be better. They improved their offensive line. They're going to be able to protect Watson a little bit better. The AFC South is a bunch of badasses, but I do. I love the Colts and the way they're building. I think Chris Ballard is a hell of an executive. Mm-hmm. The thing that I don't get is how did the same people who hired Ryan Grigson, <laughs> how did they hire Chris Ballard? How did he get it so wrong and so right? You know, the same you know how, fu- how good I felt being an Eagles fan when he went away? It's like, oh, my yeah, no God, sure. thank you, because I had Chip Kelly over there, too, and it's like, 
I'm in shit creek without a paddle for the next couple of years. Yeah, it was. It's, oh man. I mean, I like it. I'm gonna tell you right when I knew that it that my foot might be inserted. It was <laughs> right before training camp when they showed those pictures of Andrew coming out of the facility. Yeah. And they showed how how big he was in the upper body. Yeah. That's when I knew because yeah. to get that way, that's all shoulders and chest work. If your shoulder in any kind of way is not ready, you're not going to put on that much weight yeah. with a bad shoulder. At that point, I think it's just figuring out his rust and then going from there. And we've seen some dynamic receivers come up to help T.Y. Yeah. Because for a minute there, I kind of doubted if T.Y. was a number one receiver. I almost thought that he needed a, a, a Harrison, not a Harrison, but a – Like a Reggie? Yes, Reggie yeah. Wayne. I thought he needed a Reggie Wayne for him to be what we thought right. T.Y. was, but he shut me up too. So He's not built like a one, right? He, mm-hmm. He's not really that prototypical. When you talk to him, it's not like talking to Odell Beckham Jr. You know, mm-hmm. he's a, a thin, wiry guy, but he gets it. I think getting Funches as a free agent, I think that's Go a blue. good pickup. And then <laughs> Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, you know, I'm sorry that he's a Buckeye, yeah. but he can play. And yeah. he is, I'll tell you what, you, you look at at the way he measures, and they measure him at six feet, but he's six feet, he's like six one and a half. Like I'm six feet, and he's a good, he's a good inch on top of me, and he wasn't wearing heels. So he's not your prototypical slot guy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna win physical matchups out of the slot. Right. And they got the tight ends that they've got. I think their offense, if the running if if Marlon Mack stays healthy. Those backs stay healthy. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. This is potentially a great offense. I, you know, I, like he was saying earlier, they're going to definitely be top three, top four in the AFC. Now, what I said last week on the show is I was making a real way too early prediction <laughs> that the Colts and Eagles may meet each other in the Super Bowl. Now, I would love that. Yeah. I have been waiting for that matchup for years, but – and. I mean, obviously, if we look at the NFC East, especially real quick, that is our division to lose. Oh, yeah. Now, with uh, – yes, please. Uh, with uh, Washington picking up – God, who they draft? Who did Washington – oh, Haskins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got, they got yeah. your buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, any quarterback could be great, but if they don't have somebody blocking for them that's keeping them well, off the, the ground. You know the Redskins are always going to be a train wreck because Dan <laughs> Snyder's an idiot. Yes, they, I agree. You can't run a team. And yep. you know the Giants are in trouble because they're, they're What did you think of that draft pick? Eli into the ground. What did you think wow. of that draft pick? Daniel Young. Oh, I thought, <laughs> you know what? I don't know enough about the, the kid on Duke to make yeah. any kind of decision. Right. But – Going you, by sir. people that I respect who told me stuff, mm-hmm. that was a total reach, and Dave Gettleman's nuts, right? I will see. Maybe they're right, but you know what? Everybody isn't wrong very often. Uh, if you yeah. do something like that, why wouldn't you have used Eli's trade bay last year? Yeah, right. But, right. I mean, really, who's going to – Somebody would have. I mean, what? Somebody would have. Last you know I mean? year they could have, yeah. I, like, I'm – like they may I'm, actually have their quarterback now. If I'm anybody in anybody's franchise, I'm sorry. I'm not giving up anything for Eli. 
He won two, I mean, two I mean, Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. And so did uh, Trent Dilfer. So did Ben, right? Ben's won two, right? Well, Ben, ben and uh, no, they are they're two different quarterbacks. <laughs> That's funny. Ben can still play. We all know about Eli. <laughs> but, I, I mean, how excited can you be to play when you got Odell Beckham? I mean, sorry. Right. I'm from the old school. I'm not really into all this loud locker room yeah. outside talk. I'm not – everything gets handled in the locker room. Well, it's all that branding crap. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to brand themselves. themselves. And and that's a selfish act. Yep. And and I don't deal well with that's that That's taught at a young age nowadays, too. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, God. I coach elementary basketball. Kid, and it's like, kid. are you serious? They're not El- They're not LeBron or Jordan or somebody yet at all. Right. I mean, why isn't my kid playing more? Well, I mean, I got eight kids. What do you expect me to do? You don't have to be anybody to tweet. Yeah, exactly. You know, so and that's what they do. You got and, the kid who's going to declare where he's going to go. It's between I can't even remember the kid's name off the top of my head, but it's between Indiana and Memphis. Oh, and uh, the kid's just constantly hyping himself, and yeah. hyping himself. I don't want him to go to Indiana. No, he, I'm tired of these hype guys. Yep. I, I want guys who are going to be in the team, gym, not on their small smartphones. Team. That's right. why I love Coach Beeline. Yeah, yeah. right and right. I you missed got, one on that. We ain't got none of those guys. No drama. But no. Beeline continues to put these guys in the league, and they continue to be successful in the league. They yep. keep losing guys and not recruiting highly rated guys, mm-hmm. and they just keep winning and winning and winning and winning. I, I think Beeline, it, even as he's uh, kind of assumed to be a top 15 coach in college basketball, I think he's way underrated. Oh, mm-hmm. he's top five easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean X's and O's. I mean you can't, you can't. You know, I don't think there's too many coaches. Now I know you got head coaches that have assistant coaches that are offensive or defensive wizards. Right. There's not too many times where you have head coaches that, that excel are, yeah. in those those aspects. I don't know too many offensive-minded coaches better than John Beeline. No. I mean those guys cut screen, move there? back screen. You make any mistake on defense, and they capitalize on it. Yeah. And what made them better this well, year that's what, was defense. That's what now almost got, got them. If they would have had defense. the defense this year, like, or with if they would have had the, the defense they had this oh. year last season, oh, yeah. they would have knocked Villanova off. Oh, yeah. Game. Yeah. I, I believe so. I, I mean, yeah, I know you were going to agree. I mean, as a basketball <laughs> yeah, as a basketball guy, I will agree. Right. I mean, because that was the only difference. They played a lot physical a more physical offensive game Villanova did to Michigan, yeah. which they came back this season, and Michigan played a lot more physical defensive game. Other right. than Michigan State, they just beat up on everybody. And Villanova had Brunson. Oh, and yeah, he Brunson, was a yeah, He was a really, uh, That's a winning basketball player. I wish, and I love Aaron Holiday. He's fine. But I really wish that the Pacers had used that pick to get Brunson at 23 mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and they let him go. And I think the Mavericks took him early in the second and he had he had a really really nice rookie season. Jalen Brunson has been a terrific, smart basketball player forever. I agree. So I agree. Um, since we switched since topics, we switched, yeah, right. Since we're gonna, that's fine. But that's yeah, how I like our show that, to go. Man. We just we talk sports because that's what we do when you're in the garage. You just go. That's right. But since we're on that topic, and and I got a Purdue guy that's on here right now, keeping an eye on us. What's your assessment of Carson Edwards? Because I know mine, coming into the season, I was like, how is this guy preseason All-America? 
Yeah. Please explain to me how. And the way they started off the season, I was starting to feel like I knew what I was talking about. Right? <laughs> and then, and then, right? what had happened was yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now we've seen a lot of yeah, a lot of um, small guards make it into the league recently. Um, I think the last one was Yogi, was the smaller the smaller of the yeah, guards. Yeah, he went undrafted. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So do you see Carson in the league? You know, I here I'm I'm going to say the same thing about him in the NBA as I was saying about Kyle Guy when he was at Lawrence Central. Mm. Who's he going to guard in college, right, Kyle Guy? Well, they found people for him to guard, and he's a hell of a college basketball player. I mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop saying that kind of thing about guys. And I think that Carson Edwards, they're going to find somebody that he can defend a little bit. He's long. He's a volume scorer. I think he's going to have to kind of tweak his game a little bit. But I, I think he can play. He's not He's not really as, as short. Like, you stand next to him. I don't know. He's, he's six feet tall, right? He's close to six feet tall. Yeah, I'm six, six so six foot is kind of small. Feet. <laughs> six, six. <laughs> I mean, my 14-year-old daughter is six two. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love the kid. The way he played and the leadership that he brought to that team. I thought that mm-hmm. senior class was really good with Eifert, Klein, and Edwards. Yeah. I thought that was a good group, and, and I think those guys are going to be missed. Purdue, like last year, they lost four starters, right? They lost um, Dakota Mathias and Isaac Haas and P.J. Thompson and Vincent Edwards. Mm-hmm. And I thought, holy hell, how are they going to rebound from that? I thought the same thing. And then the same thing. They won the Big Ten. Right. You know, I think Matt Painter, he's one of those system guys. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated coach. He teaches toughness. And And, those guys are tough. And that Matt Painter thing goes back to our topic earlier about letting coaches have the time to yeah, have time to put their system in. Painter's been there since Katie left. Yep. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been to a final four. He hasn't won a national championship, obviously, but they're not pushing him out. No. They win games. He's consistently he up graduates there. kids, and there's no issues in this program. Which the right problem? there, you said, in my opinion, should be the biggest thing. We graduate our, our yeah. kids that come through here. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I, I couldn't off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it's a very high 90 percentage. Now, they have had some issues. They, they do have Isaac Haas being like the typhoid Mary of herpes in West Lafayette. <laughs> we, we did have that. So there's some things that have happened there that people don't really want to talk about too much. But, you know, that aside, really, really good kids, and they play basketball really hard. Right. You don't hear – now, besides that, you don't really hear a lot from Purdue negative-wise. Right. As far as right. all the shit that's going on in, in NCAA, the allegations that's going on with 30 million different people, you know. Purdue's not that I know of has really never been in that talk. Well, they're Jay not in the game like that. Exactly. Like, they're not. They're not in the game on top thirty guys. So they're not. They're not kind of fishing in the waters where you got to go to the pay lake. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's just not who they are. And and good for Matt for creating that kind culture. of a machine that allows yeah. them to do that. Yeah. Now you did say I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday morning in your breakfast segment about. Um, you know, you what you like to see happen to all these coaches and all these oh, yeah. boosters and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Here's in 
correct me if I'm wrong with this because you obviously are more into that scene than we have been. Um, do you ever see things that you're like, I mean, did that really happen in front of me? Or did you hear something that somebody was like, Oh, Are you, you hear me? stuff, but you don't know what you can believe. Well, yeah, like hearing is different. Two guys that know, know about Romeo Langford's dad getting money from Adidas, right? Not for him to go to IU, but to run the AAU program that right. he ran down in New Albany. And both these guys have come up with wildly different numbers. Yeah. So I know that, like, there's information, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think you can really trust any of it. I mean, no. there are guys you can tell by the parents. Oh, yeah. Like, you can tell by the parents who's getting the money, right? Yeah. Because right. there are money, or there are parents who just look like, okay, I'm here to get paid. Like Lamar Ball? And, and LeVar Ball? LeVar, not Lamar. So you, you see that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've seen guys, this goes back 12 years to when my kid was playing in the summer, but there was a lot of cash being thrown around at, uh, I, I won't say who, but a guy who sponsored our team uh, was talking to our coach. Handed him a lot of money, giant mm -hmm. lot of money after our kids played a really good game and beat a, beat a good team. Said, hey, make sure the kids have a good time. Gave this coach a lot of money. The kids saw it, and the kids thought, man, we're going to have a good time. Dude, what dude. do you think that coach did with that money? Right in his pocket. That's exactly right. Nothing to nothing to the people who did it. Yeah. I mean, so, your horses, dog. Your horses. You're nothing right? but a thoroughbred in a race. Yep. Yeah, well, and then especially when, when this gambling comes, they it's wide open. And they've rode you to the theme. They'll put you in the pasture, and they'll mm -hmm. keep on moving. Yeah, That's the story right. of all right. college sports since the start of time. I mean, all three <laughs> of us sitting here know that, like, and you've mentioned this too, we know that kids are getting paid. Right. Okay, we understand that. And I don't necessarily agree or disagree one way or the other to the full extent because – that university is giving you a full ride education. You know, they're, they're giving you. Education. Yeah, they're giving you. If you, I mean, you go to Notre Dame, it's like fifty grand a year, which is ridiculous. I mean, because if you know what's they're not getting that full tuition. They're not letting kids choose their neighbor or their majors. Right. You know, they're steering they're, kids away from the the hardcore academic stuff. Mm -hmm. Everybody's so in publications or yep. uh, in, um, right. Uh, what it is that we do? Broadcasting. Yeah. Yep. Teaching, yep. You know, physical training. Yeah, they're in um, therapy, taking physical golf therapy, lessons. A lot of that. You know, you know. it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and then when they get out to the world, they, they don't know no what the idea. hell to do. Yeah, yeah, no clue. But no they made clue. their grades and they got their degree. Exactly. And aren't we wonderful for putting them in a position to do that? Right. And the kids are the lost. Kids kind of founder around. If they're not playing professional basketball, football, those are the guys I feel worse for. Because with football, you don't have any kind of minor league system. Uh -uh. You can't go to Europe and make a whole lot of money. You can't go to the the G League right. and make – now you can make a legitimate wage. Right. You can make about, you know, 40, 50 grand. But you, like, you can make like – I think the – like you can pay guys now like $109,000 or something like that. In the those G are, League? Now, those so are guys okay. are getting 10 days, though. Those are probably the guys that are coming they're, up. We're getting ready to post you. Yeah, we're yeah, ready to get ready to the like end of the bench guys for like, sure. Yeah, right. you're that. Maybe you could go here. Right. We're gonna keep we might here. use you to trade yeah. off to get this guy, you know. But it is. It, it, I want colleges and universities to provide meaningful educations for the kids mm -hmm. and for the kids to covet that. 
to want the education. I don't know how to get that done. Right. You know, when I went to college, I was an idiot. But you would like them to understand what's at stake because not everybody makes the NBA and not everybody makes the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so you better take care of business while you're getting it for free. Right. And go out and prepare yourself to, to go into business for yourself, for God's sake, and yep. make a make a living. Because if you don't, nobody else is going to do don't it just, for you. Don't right. just own a barbershop and a nightclub. Right. I mean, do something. <laughs> well, you know and, what I'm saying? I mean, hey, really, I'm 40, and we're balding. You're, so you're, how you're many barbershops really do we? How, yes. <laughs> you're older than 40. We're just going to stick with the round number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many barbershops do we really need? Well, <laughs> right. No, here's the, here's the thing, and we should honestly be be killing, uh, not physically killing, but sorry, my but, barber friends, I'm right. just joking. <laughs> but I mean, we should be shooting these parents left and right out into the media and out into fa- social media and sitting saying, "You either raise your kids right, or when they do get out of college because they didn't make it to the next level, they're not going to know what to do." But you know what? Here's the thing, too that parents have no idea what the hell they're doing in terms Until of something the happens. process because they've never been through it. Right. Mm-hmm. I went through it at a, like we were getting calls from Princeton and Harvard and Army and Navy and every once in a while, like Eastern Kentucky and Loyola and Drake. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the, the place, but I didn't know what the hell was going right. on. And they don't have anybody to, to help you guys out in that aspect because right. they want to, they want to bend people yeah, over left and right. When, like they, when do you, when have you been offered, right, a scholarship? Some people think they've been offered a scholarship, and there's been no scholarship offer. They say, hey, we'd like you to come see the campus. Mm-hmm. People take that as an offer. That's, That's only a visit. Right. <laughs> right. Only a visit. Right. Yeah. People get confused. They been don't know plenty the vernacular. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and that's. If that's you're one, in that, I'm sorry. If you're good. in, if you're a parent and you're in that situation. Yeah. I mean. I'm imagining that you were smart enough to start looking into, okay, you know, I, I don't get the whole aspect, but I'm putting some dots on some certain things and understanding. And I would call people and ask them things. Yes, to research yeah. and to help your kid go in the right path. Right. You know. And I always trusted, like my son was born way, mature, way more mature than I'm ever going to be. <laughs> so I trusted that his path was going to be the right one, right. no matter kind of how I screwed it up. He'd find a way to sort of override my screw ups and and find the way to the place that suited him best, and he right. did, and it all worked out great. I I just wish that I would have known 15 years ago that it was all going to turn out this well, and I'd have kind of relaxed and just watched him play ball and enjoyed myself, mm-hmm. you know. But you're like, when you're in Vegas and you're playing in front of every college basketball coach there mm-hmm. is, Shevsky and Roy, Self, all these guys. And your kid plays nine minutes in a game, which was the all-time low for Ryan, and went 0 for 5. You know what I mean? And that's the way parents roll. Yeah. 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 I mean, and you're getting into it. I'm already involved in it. You know, my daughter plays AAU basketball. And that's one of the things that I love about the program that she's with. You know, um, she's um, finishing eighth grade, grade going to high school. Yeah. So – the recruiting, like I said, she's, I mean, she's almost 6'2", she's 14. So, oh. yeah, the name, the, the recruiter is going to start coming in, you right. know, as she starts right. to develop more and more. And the program that she's with, with um, in, uh, for AAU, it, Natalie runs 
she what she does is NCAA compliance in her profession outside of the running our program. Yeah. And who better to run to to teach your your girls? And that's one of the things right. she spoke about when she talked to all of us parents is, hey, I'm here to help you through this process. There's a lot of murky water out here when mm -hmm. you're recruiting uh, boys, girls, basketball, football. It's a lot of stuff that you got to filter through. And, you know, you got somebody who's involved in it, who does it for a living, and then they teach your kids how to play the game. Right. right. I think we're in a win-win situation. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and, and the best part of the whole deal, and, and like I said, we had kids who went to Purdue and Butler and all over the place. And uh, all wonderful kids, but they were great friends. And right. so when our guys would travel, whether it was up to the field house in Fort Wayne or Vegas or Houston or wherever we went, they loved each other. And they played basketball together like a family. And, and so those are the guys who remain that, and the guys who we played college ball with. Those are my son's best friends. Mm -hmm. and, and so that made the whole thing very, very worthwhile for him and for us. Hell of a lot of work. Right. Like crazy amount of work to get that good. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're learning that. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, she's what, seven days a week. She's in the gym, I probably mean, can, five of them. Damon, you can, you, it's okay, man. You could tell Kent what you, what your background was. He will, I'm going to bring him out. No, there's He's, no background. He was a Lawrence North graduate <laughs> on a wonderful no basketball player and there's, went to Paris college to play basketball for a couple years. Then he got old and and started falling apart, so he, he had to quit. When you played LN? Uh, 93 is when I came out. So okay. when you first came out, yeah. When you got here. Okay. Yeah. All I right. Was, um, uh, that year, Kojak was Kojak Fuller was Mr. Basketball. Right. Uh, Randy Zachary up at uh, Highland was the backup. I played with Layden, who Jeff Layden, whose wife is the head coach of Kokomo's girls team, okay. who just won I think their third straight state title. So, did you play with Bob Kaiser? Uh-uh. Like, was Bob a senior maybe when you were a freshman? Uh, I was a freshman. I went to North Central. Okay. But my freshman right. year would have been Montrose's last year. Okay. Montrose, Cassiano, Victor Bush, uh, Buddy Mine, James Long. That would have been their year. So, you know Victor? I, yeah, the Lawrence North people, we, we know each other. I don't know him like, hey, you know this, but we know each other from the program. I hate yeah. he didn't coach him. He was the best high school coach when my kid was playing at Cathedral. He coached at North. Oh Alaska. man, you're uh -huh. you went to Cathedral. My, oh, oh, hell, hell my yes. oldest son went God. to Cathedral. <laughs> yes. Victor Bush was the best high school basketball coach. I I did like you, Kent. <laughs> Go Rebels. I I just hate that he's not doing it anymore. Uh, Is he the so AD over LN? He was, I don't know what he's doing anymore. He was running like athletics for IPS and he was doing a bunch of different stuff. I, I hope he is. I hope he's around kids because he's great for them. Man, so that was a really good team. So <laughs> that was a really Just good team. Just to let you know, I never lost the cathedral in my high school years. <laughs> Perfect. Where'd you go to high school? Ron Colley. Ron Colley? Yeah. Back before, back before he graduated this scene, he graduated this century. Yeah. Ron, I love Ron Conley. I think Ron Conley's terrific. For I mean, the most we part, were, we were the station for Ron the most Conley part. So we were no. Well, I was talking to like Michael Wants every week yeah. during during the season. And did do you know Mackie Jones? Damon, he's talking to you. I'm laughing at Leo, man. <laughs> he said we're reverse Oreo. 
<laughs> Did you know Mackie Jones? Name. James Jones. He runs. Uh, oh, he's got something? a great restaurant out on the east side. Anyway, I'm going oh, back uh, to guys uh, in that uh, His place. Yeah, yeah. His, his place, place right his there at 30th and Shadeland. Right, right, right. Right about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 A great yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. He worked with us at uh, WIBC for a long okay, time. Okay, yeah. Loved, because uh, when, I love James. Yeah, when I went in there, we started talking about stuff, and he mentioned that. And now his that kids play yeah. football down at IU. Yes. And he's a monolith. The kid's like 6'10", and like he's as big as this room. Really? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, well, James isn't that small of a guy either. No, but he is 6'10". <laughs> and they got good food over there. They do. Man, great, damn good Great food. tips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you'd like it. Corey said, "You sound like Al Bundy." Who me? Yes, <laughs> four touchdowns in one game. All right, so um, all right, we've talked about Purdue. We talked about quick, the Colts. Well, real quick, I want to I want to bring this Butler IUPY matchup. I heard you, uh, they got the first game at Hinkle Fieldhouse this year is Butler and IUPY, right? Yeah. So, Jason Gardner is, right. is IUPY's coach. Yeah. I played up against him in you know the AAU bracket when he was with Harrington, Jonathan Bender. I don't remember who else was on that team. It was ridiculous to watch him because it's like I played yeah, with his brother. James. Hey, no, yeah, did you? Older, hey, his James, older brother. James is way better than Jason. Well, I'm the, here's what I'm saying. Wow, look at ooh, what? ooh. Hey, I'll put it on record. All you people who know, all you people who know, ooh. James was way better. Than Jason, and he was left-handed. He's way better than Jason. Jason was an All-American. He Arizona. sure was, but Jason learned from James yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how to do not what to do when to do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. So, okay, um, do you think Butler, being a season opener at home, do you think they're going to roll over that IUPY team, or is no. that IU, IUPY team going to come in there and take? Hinkle Fieldhouse by storm. I, I think IUPY is always going to be good as long as Jason's the coach. Yeah, I agree. Like he's terrific, and I think he's done a great job recruiting the guys that kind of fall sort of in that level beneath yeah. Indiana, Butler, and, and Purdue. Mm -hmm. I think he's done a terrific job of putting together that program as they've moved up a level in conference. Yeah. I like Jason a lot. I think this is going to be an interesting year for Butler. Okay. Butler, they lost guys. They, yeah. they mm -hmm. lost Jorgensen. They lost Fowler. They lost Brunk. Uh, the, uh, what, Gillen's Butler, whatever that is. Uh, it's a hyphenated name that ends in Butler. He's gone. They're going to have to figure some things out. Kamara's going to have to do what Carson Edwards did for Purdue this year. Yeah. He, he's going to have to do that next year. Do they have the so, coach they can do? I'm sorry. Do they have the coach? Uh, I like and, Lavelle. And Lavelle. Lavelle Jordan can coach. He's okay. a good dude. I think so, too. Hey, Lavelle can hoop, though. Because yeah, we, we was in that uh, – I played against him and with him a couple times in the Pro-Am circuit and then the open gyms up in Butler when he was still – when we were still in our Who's our Bundy now? Yeah. But, I mean, he was a – Duke and who? Yeah. I mean, so I like a good mind. And he sat on the bench up there at Michigan with Beeline. Yeah. So he comes from good lineage, you know, and the year that he was in – what was it, Milwaukee? Yeah. They improved. Yeah, so I like it, but I want what's what's going to test now is that you got these these guys that were there, that were solidified. What we talked mm -hmm. about now it gets into recruiting. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in the Big East. Yeah, you know what I mean them them big boys. Yeah. So I want to know how you're going to get those players to continue 
to compete on that high level. Because, I mean, you got the Villanovas. The Seton Halls are coming back around. The St. John's are coming back around. you got to stay true to your culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. have to you have to recruit Butler guys. Yep. Right. You, you can't you can't do what Peter did like back in eleven and twelve and thirteen, mm-hmm. where you go out and get the wing nuts and bring those guys in because you think they're a little bit more athletic and we gotta take a jump in athleticism right. and all of a sudden your culture falls to shit yep. and you can't win mm-hmm. games. Butler's got to be careful to raise the level of its athleticism without corrupting its culture. So is that where IU is now? I think IU has a chance to be really good. I think I think Archie is starting to get this thing right. They've still got they're the cream guys and the Archie guys. And the more Archie guys who come in, like Armand Bradley, Cathedral mm-hmm. Kid, Armand Bradley, or Armand Bradley, Armand Franklin can flat play. Yeah, he is can. really smart. He's a diligent kid. I can't That's wait to see That's the kid they're getting for Cathedral, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's so they got him from Cathedral. They got uh, Mr. Yeah. Basketball Davis, from really Center Grove. Really good, Joey Brunk. Yeah. And, and so I think the influx of the guys who kind of got their heads screwed on right as Indiana guys, those guys are really going to have a profound effect on Indiana as those green guys who came in from, like, New York right. and think they're going to the league after, you know, playing four right. Big Ten games. Those guys are going to wash so that out goes, finally. Well, that kind of goes back to my question that I had on your post the other day. I think it was yesterday about the IU culture and all that is – is Archie and IU going to get back to building a program, or are they looking for these one-and-dones and just get them rolling? I think if you look at the guys that they're recruiting in 2020 and 2021, it, they got a couple of, like, they got one top 10 guy in 20, I think, that they're looking at. The other guys that they've offered, the other guys are, like, ranked 50th, 38th, guys like that. I think they're being far pickier okay. than Tom Crean was. I think Crean was more like, you know, go out and get me a six eleven guy. Right. And, and so I don't care if he could Tim, play or not. Tim Priller, <laughs> yeah. you know, or Jeremiah April. Right. You know, yeah. wound up with these guys who couldn't play dead. So <laughs> this, I think that there's a real, there's a strategic build of culture, while trying not to gut the thing and lose a bunch in the first couple of years, like. Green had to yeah. when he took over from Dan, or really from Kelvin. Dan was there right. for seven I was games. Say, yeah. Dan would have been a good coach. Dan would have been I, a good guy. You think I so? Like, um, Why doesn't he give himself as much credit then? That's his way. Okay. Dan depends Stop on it. what day you talk to him. Some days he gives himself too much credit. Some <laughs> days he doesn't give himself Yeah, you know, it evens itself out, don't it? Accurate. Yeah, I, I was recruited by the guy before Dan at Bowling Green, so... Oh, you were? really? Yeah. But uh, now he's at uh, – Was it Hunt? What was his last name? See, he's trying to get you – he's trying to get you to say his name so he can remember. Yeah, Hunt, I think (laughs) was his name, yeah. Okay. Because that's where where I was going to go. To Bowling Green? I was going to go to Bowling Green. What made you go to Paris, Texas? No, that was my JUCO. Okay, okay. That was my JUCO. Uh, But, yeah, I was going to go to Bowling Green. That's what – because I went to uh, UIC. I visited UIC. Uh, I went to uh, Bowling Green twice. I went there on an unofficial visit. Me and my mom drove down there. They came up here to watch me play at the park. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then when I got to school, I went on an official visit. So I had three visitors with them. I mean, he is a Gus Macker slam dunk champion. Aren't you? Yes, like five. <laughs> <laughs> five or six. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> 
But, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I like Dan. I mean, um, we banter back and forth a couple times before. I know uh, I got Paul George involved in one of them, so. Yeah, I remember that. Really? That was pretty oh, good, yeah. yeah. He's one of the very few, and I'm not saying I dislike George, but I don't think that you care too much for I him I do now. not like Paul okay. George. No. Well, he, yeah, he's a George fan, and I don't remember what the whole circumstance was, but Paul George actually – came into the whole mix on Twitter. It was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. Because he was, I, think the, I think the conversation started off like, I mean, who cares? Like, they was asking who's going to cheer for Paul when he comes back, who's okay, not. Right. And he was like, well, who gives a crap or whatever? And I said, well, my six-year-old son does, who never got a chance to see him play as a pacer, and this is his favorite player, so he cares. Yeah. So we're going to be there on the front row, and we're going to watch Paul George play. And so Paul liked it and then retweeted it. Okay. And Dan got real quiet, and this ain't nothing else after that. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> he hadn't responded to anything I've said since then. So Paul's one of those guys. Paul's one of those brand guys, though, like that you don't Paul like. Is. He's a brand guy. I got to change oops, my number man. to 13. He, I got to, you know. He should have thought about that when he came in, though. If he's going to do that, he should have thought about that from the beginning. Man, oh, PG-13. Well, you got to Nike has something to do with that. Nike has something to do with that. There's a quarter. I, mean, I heard I, it. I like I like Paul. You know, I mean, I don't specifically say I specifically mean his out of off the court. Yeah, you know, sleeping with teammates' wives, strippers, <laughs> and things. Oh boy. I mean, I'm not all into that. <laughs> My bad. But uh, I like his game. I like the way he hoops. I like how he came in as a defensive player, and he's developed. Yeah. As one of the most one of the dynamic offensive uh threats in the game. Yeah. He's improved all of his numbers in shooting, shooting percentage. He's taking better shots. I mean, I like the guy. Every year though, we talk about the Thunder. We say, okay, the Thunder are gonna challenge in the West. They're the team that we gotta look at as maybe a threat to the Warriors. And every year they lose in the first round. Every year yep. they take it in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm not a guy who goes into excuses and that's one of the things i did like about paul because he came out and still played even though everybody knew that he it, everything in his shoulder was all jacked up yeah but he still right. came out and played he still came out and competed i'm good with that yeah but i think if you had a a healthy paul george what you had before the all-star game and a mediocre westbrook is what we had all season they get out of the first That's round. I don't know if they compete with Golden State. I think they need another score. Maybe it's Schroeder. Maybe not. Bring you bring somebody else. I don't think it's Morris. But yeah. they need to have a third score. You have to. Adams does what Adams does, but right. you need somebody who can give you 15 to 20 points every game. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, because if that's how you're going to compete in the West, because all the top teams have paying, more than one. You're more paying Westbrook like forever money. Uh, that's you're Paul forever money. You're paying Adams what twenty seven yeah. million, and nobody's yeah, going to want to take that I over. Like Adams, but I don't think he's max money. Right. Right. No. I mean, maybe if he was on Game of Thrones, he'd probably get max. Money. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think he's a max money guy. No, I agree, and. I don't agree with what they're getting paid in, in professional sports anyway, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, teachers should be getting made, paid that money. <laughs> but think, that's right. a whole other story. You know, yeah, we, that's we another story. Kent, we'll, we'll have you back for that one for sure. <laughs> we glorify the athlete and we um, disrespect and kick the teachers, the, per- the people who uh, raise our youth, so mm-hmm. to speak. 
You know what I mean? So you got know. a guy, the, the coach at North Montgomery has to resign because he can't afford to feed his family. I saw so that. He's the basketball coach, and mm-hmm. he loves the kids. He, he's a great teacher and coach by all accounts, and he's got to leave the business because he can't afford to stay. Yep. Man, I That's mean, you're paying, a, you're paying a teacher a re- average salary of, what, $35,000? I was going to say 35 That's, to 45. That's yeah. less than in poverty. Yeah. What, thirty. I mean, what, 40000 Less than forty thousand is almost poverty, mm-hmm. and that's how that's the people that you're paying. That's what you want to teach our children. This is way off topic, and I'm not yeah. getting political, what but yeah. I, yeah, that's what how we dumb down society. Bad, Don't get right. good teachers in because we're not going to pay them as much, so nobody's going to want the job. So but let that coach then, let that coach uh, win a state championship, and it gets two million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> My God, if your kid comes home and has an F on a test, you're going in and teeing that teacher up and saying, what the hell is going on here? How come my kid's flunking? The teacher's making 35 grand a year, and you're holding that teacher accountable for not getting your kid right. And exactly. he's got 45 kids so in the class. Exactly. Who that kind of nonsense? Exactly. Well, I mean, and then how, about check, your, how about check yourself? Exactly. Are you doing the homework with right. your kid when he exactly. comes home? Right. Exactly. Are you, are you telling? The time? Are you when you get that phone call from school? Are you going up there snatching a hole in that kid's ass? Or, or you just wait or are you blaming? Are cool. you blaming the teacher? Exactly. Right. The same right. way, and it goes the same way when you come back to sports. Yep. You know what I mean? Your kid's sitting on the bench, but you want to go blame the coach because yeah. your kid's on the bench. Right. How about you go? Shoot, jump, shoot free throws with that kid. Mm-hmm. Right. How about you get some cones and help that kid dribble? Sacrifice your time. Instead of blaming the coach. Sacrifice your time instead of letting everybody else babysit your kid. That's the one thing I didn't like about coaching. Oh, I hate when, when I got oh, people parents? that yeah. – when yeah. I have people come in and just dropping their kids off, that's fine, but do not give me any type of shit when we lose a game yeah. or your kid's not playing because were you at practice? Do you know what he's putting his effort in? Do, do you understand that I got eight players here that are fourth and fifth graders that they all deserve the same playing time and, and for most aspects? My kid graduated from Loyola, came back, and, and Pete Smith hooked him up with a, a coaching gig of some sixth graders over at the Fisher's Fieldhouse, that uh-huh. best choice fieldhouse. And so I thought, well, I'll go watch Ryan coach. This will be fun. So I go there, and I'm sitting, and I'm sitting. I don't know who I'm sitting with, but they're the parents of Ryan's team's kids. Mm-hmm. They were vicious oh man horrible and they didn't know what the hell they were talking about have the, no clue the, exactly the ignorance like <laughs> twisted itself into this exactly. of negativity was they just awful. they just yell out stuff that they hear other people <laughs> yeah, say right that's do you watch uh mma at all a little bit okay so that's like the people in the crowd saying arm bar and he's got a full mount on something or, or, you know, something crazy that, right. why are you yelling that? Right. I just want to look at parents on this and shut up. Like, shut up. up. like you want to, you want to cheer so bad. You want to be involved. You have no clue ah. what is going on in this sport. Like right. you've never played before in your life. Right. You didn't know this was a sport until your daughter started playing. Because it parents was made of babysitting things. Figuring out what they don't know. Exactly. And if you don't know, just shut the hell up and let your kid enjoy it. My mom said I had a great mom. <laughs> you had a great mom. <laughs> That's what she said. Right, best believe. I'm I not disagreeing with that. There'll mom. be thirteen thousand people in in, in uh, Lawrence North Stadium where we're or gym where we're playing. That might be exaggerating a bit. Maybe a little. Just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Maybe about twenty five hundred. <laughs> Maybe twenty five hundred kids and people, but cheering 
and I hear your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I hear. Yep. Out of all the people cheering, I hear her. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, I, I feel it. I was a parent once, and being a parent, I played the sport that my daughter plays. Yeah. So I see things, mm-hmm. and I wanted, and I the first couple of years I had to learn. I need to step back. Yeah. And be a parent and let them coach. Right. You know what I mean? And I, when I work with my daughter, I work with her on things that help their team. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Which entitled which entitled helps her. Right. You know, they run a you know a, a high post, a high low type of thing. So, so a lot of things those. that I work with her on is a high post. You know, the free throw line jump shot, turning and facing, being able to drive the bucket and pass from that position because that helps their their team. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't coach against I don't train against their coach. Right. Hey, you learn this from your coach, but don't do it this way. I'm going to show you how I want you to do it. Right. That type of shit should be gone. Yeah, but now if you're just completely telling them, teaching them wrong about a fundamental skill, That's I'm going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you know this, too. Even the coaches who are squirrely and don't know what the hell they're doing, they're not trying to be idiots. No. You know, they're trying to take good care of the kids, and they're trying to put them in a position where they can have fun playing the game. If, if you think like a fourth-grade coach is going to be John Wooden right. or, or Archie Miller or Matt Painter, you're right. out of your mind. Yeah. Most of the time, they're I'm dads. Not get, yeah, I'm not getting paid $2 million dollars to coach. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing dads quit. When I coached basketball, I wanted to even up the minutes. Mm-hmm. I wanted everybody to get an opportunity and put them in a position where they could maybe succeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know shit. I can't drop. I'm X's and O's. I'm not doing that. Phil Lane's run. <laughs> exactly. Shoot, shoot the damn ball. You see that? Go towards that. That's it. I'm with you. <laughs> Keep them from putting that in there and you put yours in there. Exactly. exactly. That sounded like sex ed. It sounded like problem. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounded way off. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I agree. Are, Kent, are we a racing fan? Am I a racing fan? I love IndyCar. That's where I'm going at. Right. Okay. So. I want your predictions on the Indy Grand Prix this weekend. Will Power. Will Power. There you go. That's it. That's it. Why? Are you a Penske fan? Are you a Will Power fan or are you a Penske fan? He is a really interesting guy. I like talking to Will Power. Will Power is really opinionated. And if you ask him a good question, he gives you a great answer. Okay. And if if you ask him a terrible question, he gets really, really bored. So he makes you work for it. Okay. I respect that about him. Okay. And and I think he's a nice guy. I like Will Power. Okay. And so Penske, I'm always a fan. That's unfortunate. Like he's a genius. See, I've, <laughs> that's I've, I've always been an Andretti fan. I mean, when I was younger, it was, you know, Mario was running, and I caught the last ending of him, and then yeah. Michael came in. Michael was always my guy. Marco came in. Obviously, I want Marco to do good. Then they, then they picked up Rossi. I'm like, yeah, my brother works for Napa. I'll bet on, you know, I'll bet. There I go. I'll bet on him. That's what they got to do. They need paramutual betting. At the track? track. Oh, you man, do you know how much the money they would be making? Why don't they do that? I mean, that's like, what are you doing? Now you can. <laughs> well, not yet. Well, figure it out. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you can do, so do it online and all that. Is that when it is? The June 30th is when they're talking? I, I think that's when. All the new laws going to maybe it's July okay. 1st, June 30th. Maybe well, we're the a part last of that, right? Indiana's what? a part of that, yeah, 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 yeah. Indiana's gonna go. I just want to know who's got the parlay cars for my uh, 
my college football. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I want to pay five bucks and win fifteen hundred. That's it. Good luck. Have you ever done that? Yes. You lying for I have done. You never won fifteen hundred on. No, five. no, no. Okay. You said, "Have you done it?" And I you said, didn't say, "Have you, you won?" You said, "I want to put five dollars and win fifteen hundred." And I said, "Have you done it?" I played. Kent, how would you take that question? I I wasn't paying he attention. Back down. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking my water. Take, take that. <laughs> okay, so we are in the month of May. Now you've been around since '93. You said, right? Yep. Okay, so. You've seen what the month of May in Indianapolis really is the month of May. Right. Now, they have put a second race in the month of May here in Indiana. Right. In Indianapolis. Do you like the the Grand Prix? Do yeah. you Do you? Okay. I think um, it's a, any excuse to go out there, drink beer, I'm in. I like it. That's it. I like you it. Pack the cooler, go out, watch your cars go fast. Uh, that's wonderful to me. I like it. The All cars right. going fast is optional for me. It's about going out there drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't watched a race that I've been at. It's, it's Do the you best. know a black guy other than Willie T. Ribs that really likes racing? You know what? It, because it, he doesn't it, even it, think it's a sport. It, it's I, not. I, 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 here's Jesus. where, it, like, colorblindness, I think, totally exists. You got a cooler, <laughs> you got beer, you got sandwiches, and and there, there you go. go. That that cuts across go. all racial lines. There you go. I like, like fishing. <laughs> I like fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to the race? Yeah. We'll be drinking. I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> so you going with willpower in the 500 then? Uh, probably not willpower in the 500. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Dixon. Just to be obstinate, maybe. Is Kanan racing? He is. Yeah. I'm going with Tony. He's, he's still with AJ Foyt's team. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just um, going. He's the only one I know. He's a funny guy. I, I like him. Yeah. He's always got time for the media. He always does. Yeah. He always so does. I, uh, I like going Tony. for Danica. <laughs> <laughs> going for Danica to get pregnant or win the 500? Go, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're saying uh, willpower this weekend yep. and then Scott Dixon in yep. a couple weeks. Yeah. Chris okay. says Lewis Hamilton. Oh, there you go. So he's, yeah, he's, the F1 uh, driver. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's, he's really calling you a smart, smart man. man. Yeah, so. How long does this show last? We're almost this done. This is about seven minutes. Yep. Seven you got a pee break, too? You got a pee break, too? Because uh, I usually take, I usually do take like a weekly pee break. Hour and a half without commercials. This is really fun. This is different because it just it, it like just rolls keeps from going. one thing to the next exactly. and off you go. It's different from a radio show. Exactly. I like this. We only have commercials when people want us to promote things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll put one in. And then we'll run down our little menu and our script. <laughs> but no, we normally do it an hour and a half, seven thirty to nine. Nice. And then we'll break it down. We'll talk about anything. We'll. We do interact with the people watching mm -hmm. us. You know, we just started nice. phone calls. Yeah, we just got really? that going in. Yeah. How do you do it? Uh, we hook a cord up to here and then to an auxiliary cord that plugs right into our phone and it runs right through. Wow, it. no kidding. Yep. All right. That's why I was nice. saying, you know, if you couldn't make it tonight, we could always do a phone interview. So. This is a, a what a high tech operation. You guys got <laughs> this rolling. You got it rolling. What is that? Is that Periscope? What is that? What's that? What is that? This? What's that on? Yeah. Facebook. This yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Facebook Live. They're both Facebook? Yeah. Oh, right. That way we can read the comments. And he's right. got YouTube in the back. Yeah. Okay. In the background. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. We're doing a little bit of everything, man. Nice. Nice. Hey, we're yeah. our own people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
So, but man, it's been awesome having yeah. you here today. Oh, thanks for we've having me. We've had a ball. It's, it's not often we get to have local celebrities come no. in and kick the it with Indianapolis us. Indianapolis sports media icon. I asked him, I asked him today, I said, so how do you want us to kind of bring you on? He's like, that covers it. I'm like, you know what? I can do that. That's if good. Good with it. Asks you not to get like obscene, but if somebody says, "How long's your penis?" Are you going to tell them three inches? Or are you going to tell, tell them eight? I'm at so least, you, uh, yeah. You me, I'm how, how do we, we? You want me to refer to you? I'm a Indianapolis sports media icon, and that's <laughs> the way it is. And I went with it, and I love it. And he just you, let it swing. <laughs> he just let it swing all twelve inches. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, this has been awesome. So, I mean, um, you know, I hope this will be, you know, to start us some good things. Maybe we can get you yeah. back sometime yeah, during one time. of the seasons with the Pacers come back or the coach come back in. Sure. And we can sit here and hash it up, man. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure there'll be some things coming up that we'll disagree on, and that could be really fun. <laughs> yeah, I know it's time to – I mean, I know with you being all up there with the big boys, you have to – Follow the rules. Yeah. You come down here with us guys in the basement. You know, you can relax, let your right. hair down, so to speak. So <laughs> we're waiting on you. <laughs> Where's growing? Uh huh. Okay, it's a little fuzzy. Uh huh. But yeah, again, this has been awesome. So oh, I appreciate it. I, I had a good time. You guys are terrific. All right, thank Fun. you. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. You got any other closing questions for I'm, Mr. I'm Kent? I'm good with Mr. Kent. All right, Kent, Kent why don't awesome, you uh, thank you real quick before you get off. Why don't you give yourself a little plug on oh, what you, you got can, going uh, on? Follow me on Twitter at Kent Sterling or friend me on Facebook. And every morning at 8, we got breakfast with mm -hmm. Kent on Facebook Live. And then and uh, I try to catch it live, but I'm not, I always miss the live feed. So I catch it at like 11 o'clock. And, and that's the nice thing about Facebook. You can watch it live. You can watch it taped, whatever. Uh, Periscope immediately after I do a second one. Okay. Because I don't know how to do both at the same time. Okay. So, and the, that's fun. I write during the day at 3 o'clock on SoundCloud and on The Grueling Truth and on uh, iTunes. You've got sports, nothing, nothing mm -hmm. but sports. And generally, that's an interview with somebody about something. Yep. Today, I talked to Drew Davis about Indiana recruiting. He does a great job covering that for Pigs. Uh, tomorrow, the day before was George Bremer about the Colts. Tomorrow, I'm talking to uh, Brian Snow about more recruiting. He's with the 24-7 sports people. Is he uh, John Snow's cousin? I do not know. Okay. I'll ask him tomorrow. Where the hell did that come from? Snow, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh there you go. Listen, people. Right, right, right. Oh, my God, you're killing me. But yeah. <laughs> we just keep rolling. And, you know, I what I really – I like interviewing guys. Mm -hmm. And I used to do that on the radio show all the time. I have right. four or five guests a day, and I don't want to not do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the podcasting's fun because I get to. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Excellent. Well, I know the yeah. feeling. We're trying to get where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, so what do we have? For, we got our closing. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, we're, we're closing. We're closing. What, said, what real not? Quick, no, real, real quick, what do you think of uh, eSports nowadays? I love Pacers gaming. Pacers gaming okay. is, I think, unbelievably cool. They play in Vegas this weekend in the tournament. I love the way they run that operation. I think it's really cool. I think NBA 2K is on the vanguard of something really, really which, cool. Which one did you say? Did you say live or 2K? 2K. Huh. 
I mean, I don't really understand what your point is. He's a live guy. That's a, it's just the name of the league. I know. I, I'm not. I know. I'm, I just like giving him shit. Yeah. I just like giving him shit. Oh, all right. But yeah, I love it. Cody Parent, the coach, great dude. The way they run that operation, I think they're really smart. Nice. All right. Thank you. Guys. There you have it. All Thank right, have you. A good one. We'll be in touch. Definitely right. like to have you back sometime. Perfect. Enjoy your. Uh... Oh yeah. That would be crown. All right. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thanks, Kate.